Ladies and gentlemen, you know, we've been talking for weeks about this looming period of after the three-year anniversary of AEW, some contracts may be in jeopardy. Some people may go, but who would have thought Swole would be the first person to uh, state that she was going to be leaving the company? We absolutely will be talking about that tonight. Uh, WWE put out an announcement about 10 hours ago. Uh, launching the groundbreaking NIL name, image, and likeness program. Definitely got to talk about that, along with some other things. It's another Thursday, so that means it's time to get into our episode of the Big Gold Belt Podcast. Stay tuned. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Big Gold Belt Podcast. Uh, man, we got some things to talk about tonight. Um, and I really am excited to hear what the team has to say on these very juicy and hot topics. But before we get into them, gentlemen, how you doing? How's it going this Thursday? Great. You know, can't complain. Um, uh, I can't complain because baseball is locked out, and that's some bullshit. But um, but yeah, no, good. At least, at least this uh, wrestling will take my mind off of uh, the fact that baseball is work stoppage right now. Yeah, aren't you? A, aren't you a Mets fan? <laughs> I certainly am. Sure, certainly sure. got a bit got a big sign in the other day too, and then. Well, that's ooh. not my cousin, so I ain't seen none of that money. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no personal windfall there. Yeah. <laughs> Damien G, I see you bopping to the theme song there. I, I, I peeped your head movements there. You know, every once in a while, the music just comes on. You just got to get ready for the show. <laughs> and just me personally, you know, how we doing tonight? We fine. Today was a good day at work. Yesterday hey, was man. a good broadcast day, and I got vodka, so I think I'm okay. Oh, yes, right, sir. Man. Right there now. you go. Will's not a vodka drinking guy. He's more of a whiskey bourbon guy. But nonetheless, <laughs> he's here. Hot take, Hill Will Mahoney, brother. How you doing? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We are officially on the road to the holidays. We survived Thanksgiving. We're in December now. Yeah. And I guess we're trucking towards the end of the year. And uh, I guess all kinds of new things might start happening in 2022 that we might be uh, discussing here tonight, it seems. Yeah. Yeah. So let's set the table here now we've been talking now let's let's go back a couple of months maybe a month or two ago uh we were on the aew uh media press call and um as a unit because only one of us can represent so we you know we speak collectively here uh we 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 came up with the question of asking tony khan you know essentially when is the checkbook closed when is the roster full and it's a even now I still think about how brilliant of a question it is uh, no matter whoever put it together um, because we knew most people who signed the AEW had got a three year contract so if you count <laughs> the, the days, the months and all of that we know that January 2022 is when we should be either hearing about departures, we already heard about some resignings, but we knew things were going to happen along with the vast amount of talent already coming in. And hello now, uh, at some point money runs out, who, no matter who, whoever you are, um, money runs out. Um, but even still, even if it doesn't run out logistically and business-wise, it's, it's always a certain mindset of being in the green and being in the red. And what point do you start to tip around that? Um, so the question was, well, when, when, when is the, the roster full? And he basically like, it's never full. Interesting answer, because at some point you have to start saying, like, even if you have all the money in the world, you still don't have all the t television time to even right. use these talents. So there's so many reasons why that, that question 
could have had so many different answers. But as he as he said, the answer was it's never full. So cool. But we knew that around this period, we will be starting to see either names saying, hey, I'm doubling up or I'm out here. Scorpio Sky resigned. Britt Brit Baker, excuse me, resigned. Um, and then a whole vast of new talent came in. So cool. Cut more checks. But <laughs> We 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 even talked about potentially ROH people coming in, and Jay Lethal uh, was one, and you know all sorts of different things because that is the place to go. If you leave any place else, you're going to AEW. But we haven't truly focused on the possibility of like who exactly would leave AEW. And when we thought about this, we thought about it straight from a business standpoint. Well, who may be underutilized? Who may be just tired of the climax? Who just isn't of their best interest right now? Who ran into some trouble? Who, who knows what it could be? But we knew it had to be somebody. But, folks, and I'm going to throw it to uh, uh, Will, who has the tweet available. A friend of our show, a sister, who I call, really mm-hmm. cool with her. Um, nothing but love every time I see her. Our Battle Club Pro champion, Big Swole, put out a tweet. Uh, two days ago, saying that she was leaving the company. Well, can you can, can you um pull that tweet out real quick and let's let's, yeah, read so let's that break this real quick. let's break this down so we can have it in Big Swole's words. She put this up uh, November thirtieth, the evening of November thirtieth. It reads, "Quote: Over the past couple of months, my life has taken on the mantra learn change." Dealing with shadow work took strength I didn't know I had. I thank God for my loving family because they had got me through some of the roughest months of my life. But I realized the real test is application. So I took Mm. my leap, and after speaking with Tony Khan and AEW higher officials, we've decided not to renew my contract with All Elite Wrestling. This was a hard decision, but a needed one. I am grateful for their understanding and what that we could come, yeah, sorry, and that we could mutually come to this agreement. I've enjoyed my time with AEW and wish them all the best. I appreciate their love and welcoming me in, into the family. Today is my last day, and as bittersweet as it is, I am proud to say that I have lived my dreams while making a drift difference. That is swole mentality, end quote. Yeah. All right, so let's open the table up here. Let's give our reactions to that. I, I just want to just quickly say that um, the swole mentality, uh, just to kind of kind of give a definition to what that is uh she fights battles wherever she goes she's been Mm -hmm. um, battling chrome's disease Mm -hmm. for a while um we knew that that was uh, a part of a set setback she had in the past with other opportunities from other companies um she's obviously raising her baby girl um and then you know beyond that she's still an independent she was excuse me an independent wrestler still out here doing it and even with being signed i believe to be honest i feel like she was one of the first people that was still out there on the independence even though she had gotten the contract because i remember thinking uh obviously uh you know pre-pandemic that oh man it's gonna be the last time we see her at battle club and well no <laughs> she was at a show and then you know and so you know that swole mentality is uh, not only just the physique that she has, but I think it's just that lines that that mindset of being able to battle uh, any given uh, adversity that she may be going through any given day. And the last thing I will say before uh, I, I, I say something again, if you had not have not taken time to jump in one of her. Um, what they call it? Circles? Not, is it circles? Spaces. 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 Excuse me. I don't know why I drew a blank that quick. If you haven't been one of those spaces, I don't care what time of the day it is. You tune in because she and Tasha Stills is pre- preaching gospel with Faye Jackson in there. It. I, I, look. Ask Seahawk about that. He know. <laughs> yeah. He knows all about that. But um, uh, fellas, uh, let's 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 give our reaction to that. Jamal, let's start with you. Uh, I can't say that I'm surprised, but I think what's not being said is the most surprising. Uh, we see a lot of talk from AEW. We see a lot of talk from Tony Khan. We see a lot of talk from, uh, you know, the, the fans and the internet about things that are happening in all facets of AEW. And then they're not putting out, they haven't put out a statement as a, as far as I know, saying, confirming that soul was leaving confirming that her last day was last week or whenever it was confirming that uh it was great having her along and we 
hope that it's that she's you know moving forward and and good luck to her um do they have to no is it is there a precedent set for doing so sure is there a precedent set for doing it you know tactlessly yeah because the future endeavor thing is kind of a joke right now but the idea is is that it's interesting that for all of the of the talk and the chatter that comes out of AEW about things and 99% of them are positive. Uh, it is interesting that they didn't really thank her for her service, uh, especially on the back of Tony Khan asking for a public thank you uh, to Billy Corbin. <laughs> no, um, think of that. <laughs> you know, I think it is, you know, a bit interesting. And, and again, and again, this is a person leaving a job. <laughs> Uh, you know, she they don't really owe her anything. Her contract is up. She didn't resign. She doesn't owe them anything. Uh, the contract is up. She didn't resign. This happens every day in sports. Every mm-hmm. day. I don't see 53, you know, apology letters, condolences letters, thank you letters for anybody that's just been drafted, traded, or fired. Can, can, I, I, mean, can I just jump in there really quick? Really, sure, really fast. So, so, so first thing is, um, yeah, they give happy birthdays and all that other stuff. So, I mean, this is a positive thing. If she leaving the company, it's not, it's not negative here. Just no, it's, it's not something. They, and as you said, nine point nine percent of the time right. they say something. But yeah, when you talk about they don't owe her anything, well, I disagree because when you think about the pillars of who built this company, the legitimacy of this None company. Of them well, I, I, you, you're right. You're right. And no, you're no, not that's right. not me saying that. That is, yeah, what, oh, for sure, for sure. That's what but, the word but, is. But, but when you when you saw Swollen on AEW, you said, "Oh, this 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 is sort of a real big deal here. This is a huge sign." And she had to been one of the hottest free agents at that time. And seeing her coming down was a huge thing for me. So the credibility factor for me is what I think they owe her in that. But that that's that's just my take. But go ahead. No, so like I mean, don't get me wrong. If they want to call up edible arrangements and do a thing. Uh, that's fine. I'm not saying that they have to, though. But I do think that it's interesting for all of the talk that they do, they're eerily quiet on this matter. And I wonder, as this is the first time this has happened in this manner, yeah, they fired Jimmy Havoc. Uh, yeah, they fired uh, Shauna. Yes, they fired um, Elise. Um, What was the other girl that they weren't using? Uh, they brought Melanie her back, Martinez. Huh? Then it wasn't uh uh what's her name? That's what Britt Baker. She was gone too, and they brought her back. Um, well, Jamie Hader, no, they Jamie fired Hader, yeah. B Priestley. Um, oh. but they uh Jamie Hader did leave and did other things and then came back. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. uh, you know, you know, AW turned three on on January 1st. So <laughs> it feels like we've been talking about them for the last 25 years. But the idea is um, I don't think I don't think there's any animus, obviously, between the two parties, I just think that it is interesting that for all of the things, especially since there's no animus and AEW likes to talk about positive things when they happen positively, especially when they're, they love to call people out of their shit, especially if they're wrong. I just think that it's interesting that, you know, this is a departure and nobody's kind of saying, Hey, thanks. Now all the wrestlers did when Swole tweeted out her statement, there were some, Okay. If you don't like Big Swole, you don't have to. That's fine. Mm -hmm. But if you don't like Big Swole and you get your wish that she's leaving and you never have to see her again on TNT, that's also fine. You're entitled to that opinion. What makes you look like a shithead is when you go and write this long, wordy, bloviating diatribe about how she should never work in wrestling again and all this other stuff and Black Lives Matter. Good riddance, blah, blah, blah. I know this is not a thing for real, right? Oh, it absolutely is a thing. Um, Jeez. Don't be a dick. Just don't. Number one. That's number one. Her next spaces are going to do monumental numbers. Just be ready for it. I can't wait. But the big (laughs) thing is, the biggest thing is, if you hate Big Swole, as much as I hate certain wrestlers, I can't stand them. Let them go. Mm -hmm. This isn't about you. You don't have to yeah, go on right. their Twitter space well, and, and say well, good ratings to bad rubbish. Leave it the fuck alone. You won. But back <laughs> to my original point. Uh, you know, good on Swole. And, and, and granted, she definitely had a rough go of it. Um, never really got off the ground and got the height. I'll say it. I'll say it. I'm very, very unsatisfied as a fan knowing how 
good of a competitor she is, especially heel work, especially mic work, and they never. I, go ahead. Now, now, okay, like we can, <laughs> and now we can break all of that down. And realistically, um, there's a lot of people in the middle of the country that doesn't understand what she's saying. Let's just, let's just call it what it is. There are people Bingo. automatically before they hit the mute button on their TV to turn the sound up, look at Big Swole, see her bravado, see her mannerisms, and go. That ain't for me, nope. dog. That's not for right. Me. Which, which is right. weird because, on the contrary, uh, is it weird or is it status quo for the last 50 years of America? I mean, I'm Thank just saying. You. Well, I was going to say, because there's another particular person that goes out there and can say whatever you want, and everyone says it's the greatest thing ever. And it's just like, but is I it? I wonder why. But is it? <laughs> is it? So the point but, is, there are factors, contributing factors, to why, you know, the trajectory of Swole wasn't as high as it should have been. We, personally, have seen her work, know what she can do when she's 100% healthy. Crohn's disease is a motherfucker. And that's also a, a thing where she got, she was a number one contender at one point. Crohn's came in and said, nah, sit your ass right. down somewhere. Um, and, and that is that is a thing. And that is something to take into consideration. Uh, and that is something that takes into consideration where they're bringing in all these other people like uh, like Athena and Keith Lee, who have no medical issues. That's something to, to consider. But realistically, uh, unfortunately, because Swole is an outspoken black woman, that's going to be one strike against her in this in in mainstream America. That's number one. Let's call it what it is. Number two, uh, a woman in in wrestling, period, is another strike against her because it's a male driven sport and the chauvinism and the bullshit that is what it is. People aren't as progressive as they think they are. And number three, unfortunately, a lot of the stuff that she tried to do that match on on Rampage that got bumped down to dark because nobody could explain what it was. Um, other things that she tried to do to work with people never really got off the ground because it just kind of got slapped together haphazardly. We know what the women, the eight ball that the women are behind in AEW. And that's the thing that I've been decrying since the beginning. And for you to do that. And, you know, unfortunately they got to work twice as hard and that's bullshit, but it is what it is. So yeah, I can understand though. I'm saddened by it. I can understand why she uh, would want to, you know, move in a different direction and wait for a contract to go out. And there's no animus. I mean, who's to say that she can't come back after a year? Absolutely. Make an appearance That's, always, to the case. That's yeah. always the case. Um, uh, really quick, because I want to I want to get to uh, real quick, Creo, um, I, I because it just came to my mind. Hell, uh, Swerve and Swole are technically free agents. That means Swerve City Podcast is back on deck. Some of my favorite content out there. I <laughs> I, I, I hope they're back in the lab right now, because that was that was one of my biggest heartbreaks when she when she signed, is that, oh, they can't do that no more. And then even the WWE, so hopefully they can get that back on again. But Will, what's your thoughts on this whole uh, situation? As we talked about, this statement, the big thing that jumped out to me is how carefully worded it was Things that were not said in this statement that leaves a lot of room for, I guess, speculation or it just stands out that certain things weren't said. We've gotten so used to people, you know, getting cut or being released and then immediately putting it out there that, hey, I'm looking to work. I'm available for bookings. Very noticeable that that did not happen here. This was a statement that just says I'm done with AEW. I've wrapped up. I've lived my dreams while making a difference is thrown in there. A lot of talk about health, a lot of talk about family, but nothing about the future. So mm-hmm. I think that was very noticeable that it, all this did was close the chapter on AEW, but it did not make it very clear that things are continuing. And given the rough year that Swole has had, it makes me wonder what's going on. Now it could just mean she needs a little break, which is perfectly fine and perfectly reasonable and understandable. But just knowing the current climate and the amount of people that are out there hustling, making it known that, hey, I'm available. I'm looking to work. I'm looking for matches. That didn't happen here. Now, for all we know, that might happen next week or something, or who knows, come the first of the year. Maybe it happens right then. I don't know. But just knowing how other people have been handling their business, that jumped out at me. Now, like Jamal was saying, yeah, she had a rough road of it there. She definitely had a rough road in AEW. Things could have been different. And 
if anything, it be, she, she became a resident of Elevation and Dark. She was she was relegated to YouTube for like the end of her run. And I think she got forgotten about. She got lost in the shuffle in a lot of ways. And there's probably a lot of factors as to why that happened. Could she have been used differently? Hopefully, yeah. I mean, geez, we, we talked so much about the women's division and what they could have been doing with it. And they're definitely doing more with it now. Heck, they're starting a second title for it, which is great. But they still, you know, they, they need characters in that division they need they need unique people in that they need time is yeah they they need time and they need like unique like characters you can gravitate to because that's kind of what that division's missing is it has like a handful right now but it needs i I think they have characters though i mean definitely do problem on top of characters and i hate character work i'm here for the wrestling so ring the fucking bell already and then you can't do that when you have a seven minute match with four minutes uninterrupted and a two-minute picture-in-picture that comes <laughs> back for your last minute of the match. Mm-hmm. At 9.30, after you just got this banger match at the top of the hour, you get stuck at 9.25, and you have seven minutes to go make magic, and two of it's commercial. Yeah, it's... So, it's, 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 it's yeah. you know, with, that, with, with, with the addition of the second title, that's going to be interesting to see how they handle having two women's belts and if that forces them to, okay, we will actually have more women's action on the main shows and it won't be relegated to YouTube and just be happening yeah. on there. Yeah. But yeah, get Damien in here. I want to hear Yeah, go ahead, D. So the highlight of her AEW tenure was the lights out match with Britt Baker, right? And a lot of people said that wasn't even that great, even though it was a the cinematic tooth and nail match. match. Is that what it was called? Tooth, tooth and nail? Tooth and nail. Uh, even worse of a title, but if, if, if that was the, <laughs> the the pinnacle of her run in AEW, that's fucking sad. Not for her, just in the way it's almost as if anyone who who is booked against Britt Baker automatically disappears for a little while. I.e., Thunder Rosa disappeared for like three weeks, and now once once Swole got it done to her, she was on dark duty. Uh, I'm I'm gonna be honest here. She future endeavored them. In that statement, you know, we wish you best on your future endeavors. She said that to them. So I'm really curious behind the scenes as to she's just like, look, I'm not being used. She wasn't even in the TBS tournament from what I recall. So once she wasn't even in that, the writing was on the wall long before that. But that was the definite nail in the coffin as far as I'm concerned. Uh I'm going to be an, even more honest and say when we were taking bets as to who was going to be the first one and not get their contract no way. renewed, no way. my ass had Brandon Cutler. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was about to say. I, thought <laughs> I was, you was like, say, wait yeah. a minute. What do you mean Swole's the first one and yeah. not get? So in the pool, I lost if we really would have bet money. Yeah. Remember, kids, gambling is illegal in some states. But <laughs> overall, what does this say for her? Yeah, if she felt I, this was a, a better business decision or career oriented decision, because to quote Jamal, chronic illness fucking sucks. And maybe that's more of a thing that she wants to focus on. Maybe she wants to just focus on family, because when people get health issues, that's what they really want to do. Or maybe just maybe she's just going to go back and, and, and work the date she wants to work. And, and, and if a company comes a knocking, then so be it. What this does for me as a person who enjoys wrestling shows me that even the great Tony Khan do 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 play the horns uh there's not there's no such thing as a free ride much longer for AEW uh the the buck is inevitably going to stop so is does it piss me off that it was swole no i'm gonna be honest i'm not pissed off for her i'm pissed off that she wasn't utilized a lot more because i'm sorry to tell you if rebels getting this much screen time and she can't even walk one foot in front of the other half the time. What does that really say about the usage of the women in this division? Okay, I'm sorry. If you got Red Velvet stirring it up every other week, but you can't find five minutes for Swole, get the F out of here. So I, as far as I'm concerned, I'm glad she gets to go off on her terms. You know, people who are just like, well, no, she should go back. No, she should do whatever the hell she wants now. She isn't a legit free agent. She wasn't let go. Her contract expired. Just like in pro sports, when your contract's up and you're a free agent, best of luck to you, and hopefully you sign somewhere else. And who knows what's going to happen, but does this really move the needle as far as, like, the business practices of AEW? Am I surprised? No, because I knew stuff was like this was going to inevitably happen. 
what I'm surprised about, like I said, that it wasn't Michael Nakazaka or Brandon Cutler <laughs> first. That's I the biggest surprise here to me. I tell you what, it, it is it is important that we're still in this this period of who may be next. That it also is very key to 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 eye in on how they're also handled as well. Will they mm-hmm. get the future endeavors? Because that's going to be telling. But look, I, I can't believe none of you all said the most important thing of all of this. I'm just I was going to give y'all time to to, to add to hash this out. The biggest thing that was not said in that sarnar letter that she is beyond adamant about in her spaces is the culture she talks about the culture and when we talk about the culture we're not only talking about people of color or women um, in society but what that image as jamal kind of alluded to how is that represented by the company and backstage and how that's problematic here. And this is why those spaces are very important. What do you mean? You have... Are you referring to the fact that the first person relieved of their duties in this realm was a black woman? Is that what you're no. referring to? What I'm alluding to is that she may have left on her own because she didn't feel the culture was up to par in her standards and it wasn't a place for her to flourish in. As Fair. people like her, uh, uh, Tasha Stills, Faye Jackson, Shook D., Shook D is a we, we know they're their own person. We know, but we but mm-hmm. we know once he's once his stint was up when he got to talking, the truth that he was laying out here. What I'm what I'm getting at here is that if she's saying I ain't feeling comfortable in this place, regardless of his career and whatnot, I got to go. And you have to think here. If you are any of us, you work in a job and there's a problem with the culture. In, in, in your in your job, you go to HR. There's no HR department. You go to the higher up and you say, "Hey, well, Brandy's HR." Well, uh, no. Well, no. Yeah, <laughs> say well, no more. Well, no. Yeah, but yes, no. But yes, no. <laughs> but you you go to them and you say, "Hey, um, I, I kind of got to make a tough decision. I think I'm gonna resign. Um, I'm I'm just not feeling the environment here. And what's the first thing they say? Well, how can we change this? How can we help? No, it's okay. You had three years. I'm out of here. So when you think about the wording between that of we came to an agreement, well, what did y'all agree on? If she didn't want to resign, there's no agreement to be made here. You, you're yeah, that was the agreement. The agreement was, here's an offer. What are you thinking? And she said, no. And like, okay, cool. If you don't want it, we're not going to offer it to you. That's the agreement. Or yeah. either way, either way. But Or the agreement I, was, uh, hey, um, what if I didn't resign? Oh, we were going to offer you anyway. Okay, cool. Then we feel the same way about it. Either way, the agreement was today's your last day. That was the agreement. (laughs) That's the agreement. But um, yeah, like I said, let it be known that like, she's been very adamant about the state of uh, the culture within professional wrestling. And um, not that this is anything less than public knowledge because you'd be in the spaces, you know, but, Tasha has brought it up about Impact, and she's brought it up about AEW. Uh, Kira Hogan has been a little bit vocal over the last few mm-hmm. days. Anybody notice anything common about the three of them? Trust mm-hmm. me, it's not hard. Now, now listen, well, well, Kira Hogan is, is well. I mean, it's the same deal. I mean, I know we know that she's in AEW, and she just where got exactly, there. Where exactly has she been? Um, but 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 to, so the, to the point though. Uh, it's I'm not going to I'm not going to put words in Swole's mouth and say what she meant to say and stuff like that. Not I, I'm not going to do that. Not what I will say though is there is definitely a case to be made about what what the expectation was from AEW as a culture and what the reality is. And the reality is is that they're on TNT. So if wishes were fishes, cool. That Tony Khan may have a vision. But in order to get that TNT money for distribution, the network has a different vision and hopefully with some ways that they can align. Even Britt Baker herself has said, listen, if you want more women's wrestling, watch the fucking product. And they can tell in the ratings that, you know, that was the thing. The ratings for Rampage came out uh, delayed for Thanksgiving, but the lowest segment was Riho versus Baker. That shit dipped by 25,000 people. (laughs) So, I mean, so the bottom line is, is that we already know and have established that women are behind the eight ball constantly for a number of different you know, stigmatic reasons. That's dumb, but it is what it is. 
And I think that if you're swole, you know, maybe you are trying to change the culture from the inside out. Maybe you are trying to do this and that, but then you probably realize that there is a path. This may not be the path for me. And I think, you know, that she decided to make a move and I'm not mad at it. Super, and super, obviously it doesn't feel like AEW's mad at it either. So good. super hot take here. Uh, Swole pulled to Kaepernick. She took a knee. And, but will and said, she pull an RG3 though? Stop. Oh. That's that. That's not out yet, so we don't know <laughs> what that means. But um, really quickly before we get to commercial, this is one of the first dominoes down. One name, really quick, short answers. Who do you all think may be looming next? I've been saying oh, from the jump, Janela. I've been saying from the jump. Oh hell Janella. yeah, Janela. Well, I mean, no, I have a short list. Uh, personally, I would love to see Kip Sabian gone. Just yeah, you made that abundantly clear. Right. <laughs> I, uh, but, I, you know, but the hot, the hot take, the spicy take, and this isn't me hating. I don't think Jock Moxley comes back. Ooh, you Things know what? Are very quiet surrounding him. Just since saying, he uh, went to rehab. Admittedly, so. Yeah. And, and, of, but that's yeah, also a privacy issue. That, like, yeah. that's the nature right. of rehab. It's a privacy issue. You know, no outside distractions, no nothing like that. Just get your shit together, uh, and we'll yeah. catch you when we catch you. And there's no set time limit for that shit too. You know, yeah. it's it's a program. Right. The program has to run its course, and that could take however long. It right. And he's got a young a young kid at home, so he had a lot right. of life changing stuff going on. So yeah, I you know what I this I, and we also don't know why he's there too. We just know right. that he's there. We don't know what he's re- yeah. rehabilitating from. But that's why I also right. think that because of the sudden shifts and changes, I mean, he for what it's worth, it has been has been a, a big you know, player in WWE for a while. And now he's spearheading one of the fastest growing companies in wrestling while he's having a kid, while he's moving, you know, while he's doing all these things, flying back and forth to Japan. That is a lot to take on if you've never been in that position before, if you don't want to be in that position anyway. That's a lot of stress on, on a person. Mm. So yep. who knows if he wants to deuces. Get mm. the fuck on, both of you. <laughs> all right, let's get a commercial. Uh, We'll be back uh, in a second. If you're looking for ways to skip the trip to the post office and dodge all of that hectic holiday shopping traffic, why not save time and money with Stamps.com? Stamps.com lets you compare rates, print labels, and access exclusive discounts on UPS and USPS services all year long. It just makes sense, especially if your business tends to send more mail and packages out during the holiday season. Now, whether you're selling online, running an office, or even a side hustle, Stamps.com can save you so much time, money, and stress during the holidays. You'll have access to all the post office and UPS shipping services you'll ever need without taking the trip. And you'll get discounts you can't find anywhere else, like up to 40% off of USPS rates, as well as 76% off of UPS. Now, going to the post office instead of Stamps.com is sort of like taking the stairs instead of the elevator. Just going up a couple of floors, sure, take the stairs. Walking up 30 flights a day, you could use a break. So if you spend more than a few minutes a week dealing with mail and shipping, Stamps.com is a real lifesaver. You'll save so much time and money, because that's important, you'll wonder why you didn't start sooner. Save time and money this holiday season with Stamps.com. Sign up with our promo code POD, P-O-D, for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, free postage, and a digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts necessary. Just go to stamps.com, click the microphone at the top of the page, and enter code P-O-D-POD. Again, stamps.com, code POD for your discount. All right, welcome back to the second half of the Big Go Belt podcast, um, which you can find us on all of our social media at Big Go Belt and on the website at BigGoBelt.com. Com. Um, and this is a good time to mention that if you also want to uh, be sponsored by our show, give us a DM. Uh, we are currently shopping for uh, any folks looking to sponsor 30 to 60 second um, ad spots on the show. So definitely hit us up on social media uh, to uh, to to uh, sponsor the show. Uh, but with that being said, we're going to move to Jamal with our quick hits for the night. Yep. So uh, let's let's go with this. Uh, one of the things that I want to do a little bit differently is spotlight local 
ish wrestling promotions around the area. So if you are a wrestling promotion and you have a show, uh, yeah, reach out to us uh, on the Twitters, on Tout, on Club Penguin, all of it, and uh, we'll get back to you. Uh, but yeah, we want to help you guys move some tickets. You know, you want to help us send some listeners. Uh, synergy is what they call it in the corporate world. So tonight, I uh, decided to uh, you know look around the area to see what's going on, and there's a pretty big show happening in Pittsburgh. Coincidentally, I'm wearing a pirate hat. But in Pittsburgh, December 4th, it's IWC, the International Wrestling Cartel. It's the Pittsburgh Classic. And it's happening in Elizabeth, Pennsylvania. Uh, they're having meet and greets pre-show with Chris Hero, uh, Mark Madden. You gotta be from Pittsburgh to love Mark Madden. He's but still he, you know, around? <laughs> Holy yeah. shit, he's Also, around. breaking news, Mark Madden is not dead. So. Damn. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, the main event is uh, a triple threat TLC match, uh, and it's uh, the tag team titles on the line Hardcore Hammer Time, Money Shot versus the main event. Uh, I love a good TLC match, and you know, it's it, that should be interesting. Cole Carter versus Anthony Green is a match that I'm looking forward to seeing. Bulk Nasty versus Paxton Callaway is just going to be a big ass, you know, beef slap and slugfest. So a lot of matches uh you know looks like a good show i'm very interested in it will i be in pittsburgh no so i'll order it on fight it's 14.99 and you can watch the uh the replay after it but it's december uh december the 4th and that is iwc and that is the international wrestling cartel it is the pittsburgh classic december 4th court time sports center in elizabeth pennsylvania uh, you can get your tickets online at IWCWrestling.com. Uh, $35 in the VIP, $25 for general admission. Max Marx's court time, 95 Enterprise Street, Suite 100 in Elizabeth, Pennsylvania for the Pittsburgh Classic from IWC. So let's move on to the news quickly. Their PWI, they have their top 50 uh, tag team uh, matches. Now, personally, the list doesn't really mean anything, but the Marks love it. So here's the tag top teams. five. Here's the top five tag teams. And some of them I don't know, so you have to fill me in. But um, ALK, I've not heard that name before. Stardom um, of some sort, I think. One of those yeah, stardom I, teams. I, I watch TJPW, so I don't know. Um, the Usos, cool. Dangerous Techers, uh, T-E-K-K-E-R-S, don't know them. Uh, the Lucha Brothers and, at number two, and the Young Bucks at number one. So I'm going to have to look up some ALK. I'm going to have to look up some Dangerous Techers, but... Um, yeah, interesting. The Young Bucks making it from 11 to number one uh, this uh, this year in the PWI top 50 tag teams. Um, Scarlett Bordeaux. Now, she's a free agent. So it's carrying uh, Cross. But Scarlett Bordeaux is already going to into business for herself because fans are reaching out to her and she's responding about an OnlyFans. <sighs> She said soon. <laughs> somebody, somebody said OnlyFans win, and she said I, soon. I thought, I thought this was news. Well, the news this ain't is breaking news. Happen. This is this is like hashtag duh. Like of the course this is happening. Hashtag easy money. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's happening in January. So get your credit cards ready. Jesus uh, you know. Christ, she's right. making a half million dollars first week. Guaranteed. Yeah, they, yeah. She, she gonna be that. She be gonna get that Alexa Bliss money. She be getting that Antonio. Antonio where you at? <laughs> Or uh, what, what was what was the one actress that 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 was making so much money that they well, had to change their Bella whole Hadid? Policy? Yes, change their whole. Body. This may be the second coming here. The, the wrestling dweebs are ready. Not the second coming. Oh no. Um. Pause. AEW. They were third on uh, in the top. 50 cable TV shows on Wednesdays. Uh, they did only 861,000 people, and that's a 0.31 in the biggest demographic that matters uh, in 18 to 49 people. Third is good, but the 861,000 is very interesting. Yes, it was uh, the Wednesday before... No, it was yesterday's show, rather. I'm sorry. It was the show after Thanksgiving, but... It lost to the challenge on MTV and it lost the regular season college basketball at 930. The interesting thing about that is, is that this is their worst rating since May. Mm. And still at 860 and still good enough for third. One thing I think that people looks at that numbers and goes, oh shit, 860,000. That's low. Well, it's not. They still third. But also, more importantly, 
people aren't watching as much TV anymore. It's the the climate is changing, the landscape is changing, um, and it is you know kind of what it is. So don't just go by hard numbers. You got to look at and take into account everything on in context. And but I think the grand irony of it is, of course, is that Cody Rhodes, you know, and Brandy Flaming Table Spot, you know, if you haven't seen it, you know, you haven't seen it. Definitely. And not. the show had the worst ratings since May. Hey, can I tell you what? Can I tell you what? The one thing I've been noticing about tonight's show is that we seem like we're slowly but surely lobbying for Rose to the Top season two to be interesting. The question is why? Why haven't we, uh, you know, seen the previews already? I, I had never. I have happening. never. I have they, never they seen did the series. Greenlight it, but but they, I mean, come on. I mean, because it's probably already done. They did seven episodes for the first season. That doesn't even make sense. It, it does not. Not eight. Uh, it does not. I would call the season like, you know, season alpha. It doesn't even get it like a number. And Holly. season one. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Season yeah. one. Be, be, yeah. This, this, this the season you find on your uncle's tape and the ad, uh, tapes on the attic. You're like, whoa, I didn't wow. even know they had that. Wow. Like, yeah, per- apparently. <laughs> wow. It, it's 2059 and like we dust off some old DVDs and roads to the top. <laughs> Crazy. They had a season uh, one of that. Dam- Damien gonna be doing rewatches of this a long time ago. Black. Hell no, I ain't. Some of you may have not have heard. Cody Rose had a show. They're like, what? It had seven no. episodes. You be thinking like, there's no way I had a season two. No have a way. seat, grandson. Let me tell you the story about Eva Marie. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather review Eva Marie's greatest hits than watch Roads to the Top. Okay? You don't have enough time. There's too many. <laughs> 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 Beth Phoenix, uh, who is an NXT announcer, says that she is not going to announce for NXT anymore. She is done with that portion of her uh, her tenure in WWE. She says, and I quote, that I will remain a part of WWE, but I've made the choice to step away from the weekly broadcast booth to spend more time with my family. This was not an easy decision as I've loved my three plus years and 135 episodes with NXT. And I'm very incredibly proud of, proud of the brand. I will be forever grateful to... Vic Joseph, Wade Barrett, Nigel McGinnis. I miss Nigel. Uh, Tom Phillips, tomorrow. Um, Triple H, Shawn Michaels, Michael Cole, and my entire NXT family, both in and out of the ring for the amazing opportunity. And uh, Aunt NXT will always be a part of me. Aunt Betty will always be a part of NXT. Leave the portfolio on for me. So good on you, Beth Phoenix. Uh, It was three years. I didn't really realize she was there for that long, but um, it is interesting to see they still continuously chip away at the old, uh, you know, portions of NXT in the way that you would remove asbestos. I know she said, yeah, I, yeah, you're right. I know she said she wants to spend time with her family, but Beth, go get that check. Go get that Disney money, because she's ready. She's absolutely ready. I think there could be an argument state that she's up there on par with Renee. Oh, that's that's a low bar. Um, so WWE was supposed to tour huh? Canada. C- c- go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. WWE is supposed to tour Canada in January 2022. That apparently will not happen as those dates have been postponed to September and October. Uh, They were going to be in Winnipeg, Regina, uh, Saskatchewan, and Saskatoon, and Edmonton. So those days were the 21st, 22nd, 23rd, 24th of January, and they have been moved. So those uh, shows have been moved to Nashville, Toledo, Ohio, and not entirely sure where the shows, uh, where the other two shows are going to move. So they are still going to Canada, you know, now just after the holidays for the 29th and 30th. But yeah, in January, that live show and that live show and um, SmackDown and Raw are going to be rescheduled. And I hope and, and think that it's going to be because of the new COVID variant. That's coming through Canada. That's starting exactly to lock down what I was again. thinking. Um, yeah. you know, they haven't mentioned that. They haven't said that at all. But that is, you know, that is what it is. And we're starting to see the new variant affect other industries. And, and of course, traveling is a big part of, of the wrestling industry. Uh, you know, so I mentioned before, and I'll mention it again, uh, IWC, the fourth annual Pittsburgh Classic up there in Elizabeth, Pennsylvania. You can watch them fight. Uh, you know, good a really good time. I've seen a, more than a few of the shows. Uh, that's one of the ones that is on my short list of uh, companies to go check out uh, live. So a lot of good talent has come out of that area. Uh, you know, Britt Baker obviously has worked there. Wardlow has worked there. So Chris Heroes worked there. Um, so if you're from Western Pennsylvania, you know, you already know what's up. Uh, the IWC 
fourth annual Pittsburgh Classic this December 4th, which is Saturday, and that's going to happen in Elizabeth, Pennsylvania, uh, Fight TV or IWCWrestling.com. And that's the news for this week. All right. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Um, well, let's get into our second topic of the night. Now, this one right here is news that came out, as I said, about 10 hours ago today, officially from the WWE press release, stating that WWE has announced the launch of a groundbreaking NIL, which stands for Name, Image, and Likeliness Program, which will provide a clear pathway for collegiate athletics to WWE. Well then, folks... Let's talk about it. Will, what other information you have about this? Let's start there. Yeah, so this is coming off the back of the NCAA's new policy that went into effect in July, where college athletes have the ability to monetize their name, image, and likeness. Finally. The NIL initials that they're using here for this. And I guess you can kind of also, they're, they're also calling it the next in line program. I think you could also call it the Gable Stevenson program because he is definitely the first person they're using for this to snatch him up right out of the Olympics and get him right into the pipeline for once he's done with college to start up with WWE. We've already we've talked recently about how they straight up set up a performance center, kind of mini version for it of him to start training already so he doesn't have to come to Florida because they're so set on him being like the next big thing. So they're all in on him and doing everything they can to get him trained. So as soon as he's done with college, boom, he can segue right into WWE. And I guess they're thinking is, you know what? If we're doing this with Gable Stevenson, let's get the word out that, hey, we could do it with other people. So they're talking about making the Performance Center in Orlando, Florida, available to college athletes if they want to come and train and to get involved in stuff while they're already, you know, still finishing up their studies. So the idea, essentially, I think, is to fast-track people, get them in the program. And as we were kind of joking in our uh, DMs, the idea, I think, is easily to be like, uh, you don't need to do those indies. You don't need to uh, be doing that. Just uh, let's get our hands and get you in our system right away, and we can segue you right into the performance center and get you rolling and doing our system and not learn any bad habits. As we, Because as we've been seeing, hell, what's it been all about? NXT 2.0. And I think this is an arm of that, where it's like, hey, we're looking for athletes. We're looking for credentials. We're looking for, you know, we're not looking at the indies anymore. That's not the priority. We're yeah. thinking, we're, they're thinking outside the box now. Now, listen, this is a fantastic move by WWE. Um, the biggest thing is, if you've been to college, it's the big question of what's next? <laughs> Do you mm-hmm. go overseas to play ball? Do you go to Canadian Football League? Hopefully you can... Get into the XFL. Possibly can all parlay that into the next level. NBA, MLB, uh, NFL, whatever it may be. But if you want to go in for wrestling, if you don't go into the Olympics, then what do you do? What's, what's, what do you do of that eight years of being an amateur wrestler? Where do you go next? Do you go to somebody's Joe Smo training camp out there in, a, in the middle of West Virginia, learn bad habits, get hurt? By the way, you may not have health insurance at this point, but who knows? But get hurt and then have to work through. Uh, first of all, when you get hurt, not only do you, your body heals, but if you don't heal properly, then you have this injury that you sustained at, what, 21 years old for the rest of your life because you didn't do it the right way. Hey, by the way, let's talk about all of the folks who have came out talking about bad practices in these small little places that they're training at, you know? Avoid all of that. Come to the professionals, world-renowned athletes, coaches, and performance center, and have a secondary option if your uh, initial plan didn't work. Olympics, NFL, whatever it may be. Say you didn't get drafted, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. This is a spectacular move. I do not at any means feel this is a killing the indies thing. And why would the NFL care about Pop Warner, Pop Warner football? Why would it care about flag football championships in Southern California, the Snoop Dogg leagues and stuff like that? Why would they care about that? <laughs> Why? Because you go through college and then you end up here if you're ready to play. If you're not, then you need to have an option B, which that option B 
should have been the other reason why you was in school for four years. <laughs> Education. So I to me, I don't see anything wrong. And I did see this tweet, which I don't even want to even read, but let's keep looking at it. And it was just really pandering. And it's just, I, I you, you can tell when you, you can spot an AEW mark when you see one. Like it's, it just doesn't make sense. But I think this is a fantastic thing. And um, I think not only is this a good plaque on your resume, because, hell, you can go through this program and maybe not make it to WWE, but you got some real, really good training and you end up um, in wherever you go after that. Now, the the person who the people who do get the short end of the straw here are people like the Black and Brave uh, Jim, Seth Rollins, uh, Booker T's down there. You know, folks like that, because those are highly reputable people with renowned coaches and athletes and so on. They don't have the performance centers such as WWE, but like you, like it's it's not even a no brainer when you're if you're scouted for this. Not to mention, this might even have scholarships as well too. This potentially can be that. So you know, there's a lot of say so here. And when you say scholarships, you already know when you got people attached to WWE like The Rock and so on, who says, "Oh yeah, I'll sponsor a couple of athletes." nice little tax right off here <laughs> so uh, this is this is game changing i think it's a really brilliant thing and it's gonna uh i think we're gonna see better bigger and better athletes sooner quicker and more uh and, and more ready uh than we've ever seen before it's i agree quiet. i 100 agree except for one small little small small little thing if you are a particular athlete and WWE reaches out to you, that's great. But what about the people that they don't reach out to? Uh How do you get into this program? Uh Because it really does. It really seems to be invite only. And obviously that leads to WWE cherry picking the the top, you know, of what they want. And this is what they want. They they told you what they wanted to do. They want to take a, a, a wrestler, build him down, Break him down and build him back up, or or yep. or they, or they take an athlete and just completely build him up. Well, you I mean, an like, athlete, uh, a wrestler, yeah. or whatever. But anybody yeah. with they want a piece of clay. Yeah, they they want a piece of human clay, and they want to be able to do that. And in the WWE um, uh, thing, uh, Triple H said the WWE NIL program it will be transformational to our business by creating partnerships with elite athletes at all levels at a wide variety of college sports. We will dramatically expand our pool of talent and create a system that readies NCAA competitors for WWE once their collegiate careers come to a close. The thing is, is that uh, this is no different than sending an agent to high school to keep tabs on a high school player. This is no different than having a recruiter come to college and send them to, you know, you know, cosplayer. And the thing is with wrestling, because it's so ditch, you can go to a potential fourth round NFL guy, a potential seventh round baseball guy, a basketball guy and say like, listen, if you think that you're going to be the next, you know, a lottery pick in, in the NBA, go for it. But what we can do is give you a 10 year career in WWE. Yeah. You'll make more merch money. Uh, you'll, you'll be more consistently working than you ever will in the NFL. And the, and the average NFL career is only four years. Yeah. Right. So, and, and, then, and, and then they bring out Ric Flair, you know, so. <laughs> right. Sell you on the big picture. Yeah, right. not to mention, being be in the WWE, you're in sports entertainment here. You don't right. also have to even wrestle to still get something out of it. You can be the next Titus O'Neil. And you you can't say no, a bad thing that. about Not him. Do that. You can't you cannot say a bad thing about him. Father of the year, he I got just a put brilliant name work. after him. He will have he will go down as one of the most. Decorated. He, he's going to be recruiting. He's going to be recruiting people. Actually, you know what's actually, funny? He actually would be recruiting. Actually, yeah, you you're, right. you're spot on. You are spot on. You're spot yeah, on. Yeah, he, he already he goes to the, the NFL. Campuses. So yeah yeah yeah. Yep. Yep. He's going to be the example of like I was you and look look what I got to do where this took me. But I mean, that's, what, that's what they're looking for. And Baron Corbin. Yeah. Corbin, one. Big E. Um, yeah. Uh, what, what's that? Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Yep. Hell, even it's a long history. His, of rep- Yeah, absolutely. Cena, uh, you yeah. know. Uh, and Bianca Belair. 
and then and then all the people, and then and then all the people who just got in because yeah, talking to a Gable Stevenson, that's as that's as real as it's going to get because he has no reason to be biased here because he just got in, so yeah. he's going to be like, yeah, like it was rough, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Et cetera but and like, hell, who, who's who is the new project in NXT? Who's the chosen one in NXT? They're Bro- nice, fresh, young piece of meat. Braun Breaker, uh, Braun Breaker, off the yeah. gridiron, yeah, fresh yeah. off the gridiron. Yeah, ain't even yeah. had ten matches yet. So that yeah. I mean, this is what they're looking at. They're like, we're looking for right. athletes that have mm-hmm. the aptitude that can be trained, and then we can just plug them into the system and run from there. And this doesn't mean the end of like them signing indie wrestlers. It, no, it doesn't mean because hell, absolutely. Look, look, look at Carmelo Hayes. Look at him. He he's yeah. being featured heavily. I think it just means they have very specific things they're looking for right now. And if you don't tick those boxes. Well, they're not looking for it. Well, that, so that's not, that's they're, they're, they're bringing very, they're narrow casting again. True. Yeah. True. They've done in the past. Let's talk about that. What What are the things they're looking for? I know one of the biggest things for me is the notoriety of who that person is. If you're ex-military, that's automatically a huge check for them. They just like, hey, mm. that person has a story behind them. If you have something to bring that. to the table, then absolutely that's a plus. I think yeah. they're looking for 6'4, 225. And if you're ex dame and affiliation that they like, cop military you know dad whatever then that that helps MMA. Mm-hmm. um right you know but if you can um if you can have a um a social media presence that obviously helps as well yeah but, but looking the part and, that, and that's that's also the thing there isn't a single person in the wwe locker room that doesn't look the part yeah but vince right. has an idea of what a wrestler looks like and that image of a wrestler if he were to take chisel to clay he would make Hulk Hogan again. And unfortunately, <laughs> that doesn't jive for 2021 standards, 2022 standards, but that's what WWE has been doing. And that's what they've been giving you for the past 50 years. When it was Bruno San Martino's time was up, it was Hulk Hogan that stepped up. When it was Hulk Hogan that wasn't that wasn't that guy, it was, you know, uh Randy Savage that stepped up. It was, you know, guys like that. And then they moved on to Steve Austin in the Jerry Springer era. And then they moved on to Cena. And then they moved on to Roman Reigns. They've been giving you the same guy. You the know, Rock. Not, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, not the best wrestler, not the most gifted athlete, but a guy that can move the needle with the crowd. That's what they've been giving you. Yeah. And yep. this is going to be more of the same because Braun Breaker looks like that guy. So I just, I just want to, I just also because you know the, the the whole other conversation going on here is like, oh well, what about the Indies? And again, I think it's very, very important to say that. In every top level a- uh, athletic path that you choose, just multiple means of getting there. There are successful mm-hmm. football players from the XFL, which did not exist that year that people were pulled from the F- X- XFL. You know, so you know, in baseball, you go through numerous systems before you make it through the MLB. Uh, so, with this being said, if you are a collegiate athlete and you are a true to d- traditional backyard wrestler that goes to gcw pwg of course you're still going to be looked out for you you will be looked looked at you know it's just now if you're now if you're the males i think if you're i think the women's wrestlers if you're a women's women at gcw or pwg uh, uh, catch that's the only one you know but what i'm saying is one person if we're we're gonna talk about if we're talking about the indies as a whole and wwe's new vision for it Who's to say WWE won't go back to the well of women's wrestlers who fit a certain aesthetic? I'm just saying, or a certain if you, style, if more you so grind, than the men. If you grind on that level, you will get looks. It has happened no. in every single sport. I don't see it. Streetball, not the new version. Streetball players it. have made it to the NBA. You're comparing the NBA to, to to Vince's mind. That's not that's not the same. I'm thing. not saying I'm not saying that it may ultimately be signed. I'm saying they will get looks if you can make enough buzz on the indies. You will get looks. Quite frankly, if you go indies and then you end up going to AEW and then after that you end up in WWE, it's the, still the same thing. You still no. did. matter of fact, no. matter of no. fact, matter of fact, disagree. If you go to MLW, a uh, one who's who's working that that style of uh, ad hoc type of signing. You still may get a look. I'm not. It, I don't think they're just going to look strictly at their pool of people from N- NIL and say, "Well, if you're not there, that's it." I, I actually do think that. That's the point of setting Why? it up because I actually think that WWE is turning into North Korea. 
They have blown the bridges, burned them, you know, and they they so, reshored the castle. This is what they want. They don't want somebody who's coming that think they know. Okay. Okay. So cool. So so here's the thing. So no more tryouts then. No, not in the U.S. I mean, maybe you, overseas. You know, you maybe think, when man, you know they'll send Mansoor out to Abu Dhabi and and, and have the fam come through. So but, so, <laughs> so 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 tryouts is done essentially. Um, not Please. overnight, but I think that that stuff is phasing out. Because what's I, the point of signing? It'll be interesting to see because it's been it's been I, a damn while since they've had one. So no, no, they didn't. They had it at SummerSlam. They had it, they had their biggest one at SummerSlam. That's right. They had the ones in Vegas. That's right. Yes, they had the ones in Vegas. Huge one, they and they signed twenty two people. They said or something like that. Um, no, and and then the other thing is too, to be recruited to NIL is essentially being recruited to a performance center contract, except. They're making this a shiny, nice title of saying, hey, college folks, we have a legitimate program for you to go into. It's structured. Yes, it's structured. It is an option. You know, you may not have to try out for this. You may be recruited for this because this is a program that could land you to be a WWE superstar. By the way, Wild is doing tryouts for uh, being the next Wild superhero, by the way. I don't know if you all seen that today, uh, which is going to be in Miami. So... Um, yeah, go to Miami to try out so that you could go against the female Hulk Hogan herself, Tessa Blanchard. That oh, is brother. very, very tempting. <laughs> that don't work for me, brother. I will that say one thing. They're, they're, in, they're in Florida, and um, <laughs> it's just no coincidence why their trials are in Florida, is there? D- do the math. <laughs> okay. Okay. Tessa Blanchard's in that company? Hell yeah, I love her. Yeah, of course I'm going to this child. They wouldn't put they wouldn't put that in California in their own location. Think about this now. How genius are they? They're based in California. Jenny Bus is in California. Access is is in California. But they do the tryout in Miami. <laughs> you gotta go to where the talent are. No, you gotta go to where their their color is. That's what it is. The 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 the, the red state, shall we say. Oh man. Um, well, I think we are done. Are we done? Yeah. Oh well, I, I'm done. I think we're done. We're done. Yeah, are we yeah. done? Yeah. Are we done, folks? I can okay. be done. Well, can we briefly talk about Cody's stupid ass table spot? No. <laughs> I loved it. No. Why did he, he fall in the fire? We, we didn't even so we didn't talk about him deleting his Twitter. We're not talking about anything. How the hell? Well, okay. Well, for, I'm just gonna say this. How the hell did you take the brunt of that and you still make the pin and win the fucking match? I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> What's the over another him crying on uh on uh Rose to the Top season two number of episodes? Why don't they over love another. me, man? That's what, that's what's gonna be on that the right there. Is three. Episodes. Oh, there's, there's gonna be all. There's going to be all kinds of drama with getting Brandy on board about doing it. And then we'll have the big twist about I talked her into it and got her to put the gasoline on the table. <laughs> Did you really problem. think she was going to be the leader to the edge on that spot? Like, really? For her to put the gas, the gasoline on the table? Like, come on. That's man. how you know what love is. <laughs> love is burning burning your, your loved one to death on a table spot. Yep. Okay, cool. look, she didn't move the table. The table was set up. What, what she did, she didn't set it up, and she didn't move the table that damn close. That wasn't her fault. What she did was bring a gallon of lighter fluid. Good lord. Mm-hmm. The <laughs> question is though, Cody got 50-50 booze and cheers when he came out in his hometown-ish mm-hmm. of Duluth, Georgia, where the show was. He got cheered, you know, overwhelmingly after the match. I don't know if this narrative has, is on purpose or they're just rolling with it because this is what the crowd giving them. But Kobe's being booed out of the building almost every night until this yep. spot. Yep. Now, yes, through the magic of instant replay, we can go back and see that Cody took got the worst of this thing. Also, we knew that he was going to get the worst of it because he had like flame retardant gel on his back, and people thought that he had eczema. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, well, either that or he rolled in some flosser flakes before he uh, got into the ring. So <laughs> we knew what we. I mean, we obviously we didn't know what it was at the time, but putting two and two together in hindsight, that's what that was. So cool. With that said, does this stop the momentum of Cody being booed, to, you know, to the heavens, no. or does they no. pick him up next week uh, in New York, um, Long Island? Gets, yeah, where he gets booed again. He he is getting crapped on. He's in that getting bill. killed. Long, Long Island, Island is not going to be on Cody Rhodes. Yeah, bro. Right can on. I tell you? No one cheered for him because he did the spot. They cheered for him because he ate the spot. That's what yeah. it was. They did. 
he will never get cheered, and they're going to force this dude to go heel, and then they're going to cheer him. I, I this see was it strictly done for Roach to the Top Season 2 to get some, some great footage of, <laughs> look how great I am. I went through a flaming table. Let me show my kid who doesn't know really oh how to make God. colors now, Cody, about how I burn myself. Cody saved this country from racism. He cured racism. Yep. Yep. He <laughs> cured racism. Just uh, famine. I mean, and, and he did it. Uh, by beating the hell out of this crippled, you know, Olympian who's blind in one eye. Like, he's beat all the hell out of him. This, this, this crippled, blind, half-blind, you know, immigrant, he just beats the shit out of him for, for a match. Yeah, Coach, you America. did that. For America. America, folks. That's yeah, it. That's the blow off to this feud. I'm going to beat the hell out of this blind immigrant. <laughs> That, that's it for tonight. And then that's, the next best part about that was let me beat up the Mexican luchador to get even more heat. It's like, no, like, come on, man. Fair, Andrade was dressed like Juan Wick. So I, 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 I love <laughs> Juan, Juan Wick. Let me, you got to cut this oh dude, Michael. He's, <laughs> he just gets started. Folks, each and every Thursday on all our social media, the big gold belt wrestling podcast brought to you by big gold belt media um joining with us live um in the chat let us know your thoughts about each and every uh conversation discussion tidbit that we're having for tonight uh we definitely appreciate you all tuning us in and then if you don't catch us live catch us on all audio platforms the following day that is your spotify your uh our heart radio um all that good stuff you know wherever wherever you can find us uh damn you want to say something yeah, one more thing. Uh, this weekend, I will be going to the GCW show here in Dallas. I am looking forward to seeing Bandito at a GCW show. He is wrestling Tony Deppin, so that's exciting. Uh, Thunder Rosa is wrestling Alley Catch, so that's another thing mm. worth watching. And the over-under of people wearing masks in this audience. Zero. Is one. With the house on it. Okay, Zero. That? With the house. Uh, yeah, it would be one, and I would take the under. Yeah, <laughs> I'd be the one, and no one else would be wearing it. So pray for my soul, everybody. Yeah, because Omnicron. You better watch. They call the very nah, Omarion. Yep. Um, we come from the Omnicron arena. Yeah, Unicron. Omarion's going to be there. You better watch out. Oh, <laughs> I, I, I got got out, where my heart used yep. to be. <laughs> <laughs> but nah, for real, folks. Everybody, thank you so much for tuning in for that. We'll see you all next week.